Good evening. Uh, tonight, I thought about, just with it being conference weekend, uh, you know, we have so many women at Northside and talented uh, women, will, uh, women who are under rowers, as Steve talked about this morning, uh, women who are ditch diggers, which if you weren't here this morning, you, you know, these terms are not going to make sense, they're going to sound sort of misogynistic, but <laughs> um, the, uh, if you go get the Sunday morning podcast, if you didn't, uh, if didn't catch it, but we have so many women who are talented in a variety of ways, either with vision and and uh, ideas and creativity or, or with just a humble, uh, willing servant, w- willing to kind of help others uh, make the vision come to fruition. So tonight I, w- I wanted to not reflect on uh, the talent and the excellence of these women, but I wanted really to think about what, is, what it is that makes a woman excellent and there's a really good scriptural description of a woman of excellence found in Proverbs 31. Proverbs 31 is where we'll be for the rest of the tonight's study. So if you're following along uh, in person or online, I'll encourage you to turn to Proverbs 31. This proverb is actually, or at least the section that we're going to be studying tonight, is an acrostic, a poem in the Hebrew letter, so it's, a, it's an alphabet of excellence, if you will. The A to Z is how we might say it in English. Uh, each ver- successive verse begins with the next letter of the Hebrew alphabet. So verse 10 is, starts with the word Aleph, uh, uh, verse 11 starts with Beth, uh, verse 12, Gimel, and so on. And the last verse has the letter Tau. Uh, the poem begins and ends with this idea of excellence. There are similar acrostics used in the pages of Scripture. Uh, nothing wrong with that model. We see sometimes you'll see someone do a sermon or a lesson and they'll say, the A to Z of this, whatever the subject is, the topic is. And I'm always curious how they're going to deal with three letters, Q, X, and Z, because those are more challenging words. So, Uh, Doing this kind of makes it memorable, but also takes a little bit of poetic and writing skills. Uh, Not much in the way of X, except for X-ray and xylophone. That's about all you got. But they're using the Hebrew alphabet, so I guess, I don't know how much more challenging that is. But verses 10 through 31 is where we're going to be. And... uh, it describes a woman of excellence in these ways. First, it says, it describes her value and her virtue. The woman is excellent, a, pre- a precious treasure. Chapter 10, um, verse 31, chapter, uh, verse 10, an excellent wife who can find. She is far more precious than jewels. Um, verse 11 and 12 describe her marriage. She's a trusting Helpful and faithful wife, a true helper to her husband. It says, The heart of her husband trusts in her, and he will have no lack of gain. And she does him good and not harm all the days of her life. Gentlemen at the, at the booth, I'm going to give you a heads up here. I, I'm going to turn this mic off 
So if you'll turn this one on, we, we better and try that. I was just getting a lot of um, feedback through the speakers up here, and I was uh, getting in the way of my concentration. Um, <clears throat> verses 11 and 12 describe her marriage, that she's a trusting, uh, helpful, faithful wife. She's a true helper to her husband. In fact, I always like the verse 11 says, the heart of her husband trusts in her. One translation says, the heart of her husband safely trusts her, and he will have no lack of gain. Uh, Christian and I have been married coming up on 24 years this August, and I, I've learned the value of my wife's judgment when I have an idea or a thought or an, uh, some sort of thing I want to do. Uh, I really do value her opinion. Not that I make all the decisions universally, but, but, but if I'm having something, my heart safely trusts in her. She's kept me from trouble and helped me into blessing many times. And, and, and I remember verse 11, this heart of her husband safely trusts in her and he will have no lack of gain. So she's a blessing to him. Uh, third is her work ethic and her ingenuity. She is diligent. Uh, she is t- a tireless worker. She is ambitious and she is profitable. Verses 13, 14, 15, and 16 says, She seeks wool and flax. She works with willing hands. She's like the ships of the merchant. She brings her food from afar. She rises while it is yet night and provides food for her household and portions for her maidens. She considers a field and buys it. And with the fruit of her hands, she plants a vineyard. Uh, This woman understands capitalism and the free market she she understands the value of trade and and not just for herself she she does that to bless her family and those who surround her so she's a blessing to her family more than more than just her marriage also to her her family fourth she is known for her character and compassion she is strong productive she hustles she's generous and she's compassionate Verse 17, 18, and 19 says, She dresses herself, makes her arms strong. She perceives that her merchandise is profitable. Her lamp does not go out at night. She puts her hands to the distaff. Her hands hold the spindle. She opens her hand to the poor and reaches out her hands to the needy. Uh, She is a woman of character and compassion. She is not only productive and uh, profitable, but she also uses those profits and productivity uh, to help others. And that's her generous and compassionate nature. Number five, she is a known by her success and by her blessing. Her life bears the fruit of wisdom, uh, blessing her, her family, her community. Verse 21 through 24 Says so she is not afraid of snow for her household, for all her household are clothed in scarlet. She makes bed coverings for herself. Her clothing is fine linen and purple. Her husband is known in the gates when he sits among the elders of the land. She makes linen garments and sells them. She delivers sashes to the merchant. Uh, this woman doesn't worry about the external things of life that happen because she's prepared. She's She's already been working hard to bless her family. They are well cared for. 
Number six, she's known by her inner beauty. Uh, She's a wise woman of ambition and strength, dignity, joy, and kindness. Verse 25 and following says, Strength and dignity are her clothing, and she laughs at the times to come. She opens her mouth with wisdom, and the teaching of kindness is on her tongue. She looks well to the ways of her household and does not eat the bread of idleness. And the seventh quality of a wise woman is she's known by her reputation and her reward. Her family admires everything about her and the blessing that she is to them. But most of all, they value her deep faith and trust in God. Verse 28 and following. Her children rise up and call her blessed. Her husband also, and he praises her. Many women have done excellently, but you surpass them all. Charm is deceitful, and beauty is vain. But a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Give her the fruit of her hands, and let her works praise her in the gates. So, in summary of all of that, the woman who fears the Lord is truly something. She is a married woman who is... Devoted to the well-being of her family, she contributes financially to her family, she ministers, she gives generously to the poor, she teaches her children and household workers, uh, she, she and her husband enjoy, live, enjoy their lives, appreciate her blessing, and honor her diligence. She is precious, trustworthy, profitable, wise, helpful, industrious, driven, energetic, diligent, financially successful, strong both in body and in spirit, diligent, faithful, generous, creative, innovative, productive, supportive, dignified, mature, thoughtful, joyful, astute, sensible, intelligent, kind, ambitious, active, and well-respected. So ladies, you know. That's it. That's all you've got to do is just be all of that. I remember often my wife, when we read this scripture, she'll say something to the effect of, who on earth is this woman? This is truly the perfect Woman, And she's, by, by the way, opposite of the foolish woman who's described in Proverbs chapter 14. And, and this is an important thing to understand. With, without proper understanding, these set of scriptures set such a, a ridiculously, obnoxiously high standard, not just for women, but for anyone, that it can actually be somewhat depressing. Somewhat discouraging, because no matter who you are, although we all know certain elements of this woman that we could identify, uh, it's common, I've done this, Steve's done this, uh, to compare a beloved woman with some parts of Proverbs 31. I've never done a funeral for a woman that matched every single description in verses 10 through 31. No matter who you are or how good you are, you will never match this woman. So I I tell you that just to take the pressure off a little bit. We we need to understand the purpose behind this descriptive list uh, that was given to us. 
First, the woman embodies wisdom in all areas of life. She demonstrates the result of wisdom in a godly woman's life, in her family, in her business, in her community, with people. When, when, when a woman lives out the fear of the Lord to the fullest extent, uh, this is what that would look like if she did that in every area of life. It shows us what full-scale virtue and 100% pure wisdom applied would look like in every area of, of a woman's life. The profile here is an ideal. It's a model of what wisdom looks like, something to look towards. I don't think it's expected that any one woman would ever fully live up to this standard. Now, you might think that your mother does or your grandmother does, and that's okay. Um, but I think this is pointing us to, to the direction. When, when you lack as a woman, when you fail to live up to this high standard, I mean, husbands, I would not recommend that you go home tonight and say, why can't you be like the Proverbs 31 woman? I, this, that would not be wise. <laughs> but the, the reason that we have such a high standard is that it points the very best women, to their need for the God, for God and for faith in God. Uh, a New Testament equivalent of this, remember in the Sermon on the Mount, and Jesus throws this small, tiny aside uh, in Matthew chapter 5, verse 48. He says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. Oh, Okay. How on earth am I supposed to do that? Well, the answer is you can't. The answer is that you need Jesus to be perfect in God's eyes, to be justified, to be sanctified. That's the only way you're found perfect. Well, in a similar sort of way, I think this is what Proverbs 31 is showing us, that the woman of excellence is excellent because... She fears the Lord. And that's why the proverb ends this way. Charm is deceptive, beauty is vain, but a woman who fears the Lord is to be praised. Uh, at the end of this obnoxiously long list of perfect qualities brings us back to the whole theme of Proverbs. And if you've been a while since you've studied or thought about Proverbs, the theme of Proverbs is found in chapter 1, verse 7. And it says this, The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge, but fools despise wisdom and instruction. This woman is a model of the character traits and wisdom lived up out in her life. And so I, I don't think any woman, one woman ever meets all of these qualities, but because of her fear of the Lord... The more that she walks with the Lord and the more that she reveres him and worships him and fears him in her life, the more she, the more she will improve, the, the better she will get. And toward at the end of her life, people say, what a blessing she was. Uh, she, she made food and she made quilts and clothing and, and she blessed her family and she blessed her husband. They were married for decades and, and uh, blessed her children and her children's children. 
Those are the kind of things we say about wise, godly women. And that didn't happen overnight. That comes after a lifetime of walking with God. Women walking with God. So what makes a a woman excellent? Well, Well, above all her skills, whether it's her skill with food or business or as a mother or as a grandmother or... Uh, her charitable contributions or her influence within the community or her wisdom or her intelligence, above all of these abilities, what makes her excellent is her fear of the Lord. A woman may have multiple skills and talents and be beautiful, but these are all, according to scriptures, far second to her godliness to her walk with God, and to her faith in God. And so, lest you ever read Proverbs 31 and get a little discouraged by the impossible standard of what a woman of wisdom looks like, let me give you some encouragement. That the focus on the, this woman was not all of her abilities and skills and talents. Oh, those are great things. But what made her excellent was her fear of the Lord and her faith in the same God. So, let me offer you three uh, takeaways tonight, whether you are male or female. I realize that's a controversial statement in our culture today, but whether you're male or female, here are three things you can take away from the Proverbs 31 woman. Number one... Seek wisdom all the time. Seek wisdom doesn't just mean go to school, although that's a good thing to go to school. Seek wisdom doesn't just mean go to college and get a degree, although that's nothing wrong with that. There are people who are some of the smartest, most intelligent people I know who are always learning, who are never too proud and too arrogant to to open a book and learn something. To, to engage in a conversation with someone else about some, something in which they have no idea. Uh, they're just learning. They're just there to learn. I've shared this before, but I'll share it again. Uh, I'll never forget uh, when we had Wednesday night meals every Wednesday. This is several years ago. Uh, I can recall Louis Tandy sitting in the library after the meal. Now, Louis Tandy in my estimation, is one of the most wisest men I knew. And yet there he is in the library reading a book. Well, how did Lewis get to be so wise? I'm not saying Lewis was perfect, but how did Lewis get to be so wise? Because he valued wisdom, godly wisdom first, and worldly wisdom is fine too, but godly wisdom holds supreme value. So we should always seek wisdom. Whatever the cost, pay it if it makes you wiser, because if it makes you wiser, it'll make you better. Proverbs is this, the whole book really is about the value of wisdom. Here's what it said in Proverbs chapter 4. Do not forsake her, her being wisdom. She will keep you. Love her, and she will guard you. The beginning of wisdom 
is this. Get wisdom. And whatever you get, get insight. Get understanding. Prize her highly and she will exalt you. She will honor you if you embrace her. So the famous Bible character known for this is, of course, Solomon, who was given the opportunity to ask for anything. And he asked for the best thing I could imagine one could ask for. Wisdom. And God gave him wisdom in multitudes, in spades, and because he wanted wisdom, God gave him everything else as well. You know the old question about if a genie gave you a wish, you could ask for anything, right? And, and the answer is, of course, you ask for, for more wishes. Well, God didn't give Solomon that, but, but he almost got the same thing. Because he valued wisdom, God threw everything else in as well. And there's a lesson for us, so seek wisdom, no matter what it costs you. Number two, you should seek people that seek wisdom. If you're not so wise, maybe getting wisdom is hard for you. You should value people who are wiser than you. You should seek people who, who know more than you, who've been around the, the sun a few more times than you, who have more life experience than you, whose life bears the kind of fruit that you'd like to have. Seek wisdom and seek people who seek wisdom. Know the treasure of having God-fearing people in your life. So wise people seek wise people. So first is seek wisdom. Second is seek people seeking wisdom. And third is seek success. Now be careful on this because I don't want you to hear a uh, health, wealth, and prosperity. I don't believe that's the point of the Bible. But when I say seek success, I mean seek the right success. If you say, well, what is success? And well, some people would say, well, it's, it's having a gazillion dollars. That's success. And some people say, well, it's, uh, it's having a power and might and influence. And some people would say, well, and there's all sorts of arguments about what success looks like. But, but scripturally speaking, success looks like one thing. And it's three words. You ready for it? Or should I wait for next Sunday? Oh, wait. Oh, we'll do it next Sunday. No, I'm kidding. Um, success is one thing, three words, and it's this. Fear the... To fear the Lord is to seek His wisdom, to seek His will, to yield yourself fully to Him, to walk into His ways, to trust Him enough that this, whatever this says... That's what we do. And number three is to seek success. Um, so may we seek that by fear in the Lord. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of wisdom, chapter 9 says. And the knowledge of the Holy One is inside. For by me your days will be multiplied and years will be added to your life. Wisdom blesses us. So... May we seek wisdom, may we seek people who seek wisdom, and may we seek success by fearing the Lord and seeking to
to yield ourselves fully to him. Good lesson to be learned, many lessons to be learned from the woman of excellence, the woman to be praised. But male or female, there's certainly value in in the things we can learn from her life. Let's pray together. We'll be dismissed. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for your word which teaches us how to live, how to have an abundant life, how to have eternal life. Lord, we thank you for this woman described in Proverbs 31, and to hear her described is a bit overwhelming. But Lord, the thing, even above all of her abilities, skills, and talents, the thing we admire most about her, the thing which you commend as being excellent, is her fear of you, her love of you, and her trust in you. May we all strive to model that. May we seek wisdom, though it costs us all we have. May we seek people like-minded who also seek that kind of wisdom. And, and Father, may we, may we seek success, not as the world would define it, but as you would define it. May we fear you, and may we revere you in all areas of life, not just for a few hours on Sunday. Father, it has been good to be here this day, and I know that this weekend has been a blessing to so many, and we pray that the things that were they've learned, uh, especially those things which are aligned with your word, will be carried deep within their hearts and will be a blessing to their lives, that they will be better and wiser because of this past weekend. We pray your blessing on all the women who partook, however they partook. And we pray that Northside can t- continue to be a congregation that dig di- digs ditches and that puts our faith and trust fully in you. Thank you, Father, for your word. And we pray that it might ever be efficacious to the things you want us to learn and the ways in which you need us to grow. Father, we ask for your guidance and your blessing this week as we fear you and as we walk in your ways. We thank you for most of all for Jesus who did this perfectly and who offers us all life eternal. And we pray this all in his blessed name. Amen.